This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Teachers in the Helena Education Association have rejected a contract proposal from the Helena Public Schools. The proposal offered a 1% salary increase to teachers for a one-year contract. 48 members voted in favor of the contract, 416 members opposed. Superintendent Rex Welts says he and the district look forward to continuing negotiations with the union. A judge's order Tuesday means lawmakers will have the chance to override Republican Governor Greg Gianforte's veto of a bill that passed the legislature earlier this year with substantial support, but was vetoed in a way that did not allow for an attempt to override the governor's rejection of the bill. Quote, if the governor vetoes a bill prior to the legislature's adjournment, but the legislature does not receive the veto message while it is in session, the governor and secretary of state must follow the veto override procedures established in law. That's according to Helena Judge Mike Menahan. Senate Bill 442 would use revenue from the state's marijuana program to help improve county roads. The bill cleared the legislature with substantial bipartisan support, but was vetoed by Gianforte, who wrote in his veto letter that shifting the marijuana revenue would reallocate those dollars to capricious, unnecessary projects, resulting in a net increase of Montana's tax burden. On May 2nd, Senate Majority Leader Pat Flowers, the Democrat from Belgrade, found an opportune moment on the Senate floor to call for adjourning the session. Ten Republicans joined Senate Democrats to approve the motion, but the Montana House of Representatives carried on with its own business down the hall for some hours. Gianforte issued the bill at some time during that afternoon. The Senate was unaware of the veto when the adjourning motion passed, meaning it could no longer act to override the veto. The House officially learned of the veto some hours later. As a result, Senate lawmakers were unable to conduct a vote during the session, and Secretary of State Christy Jacobson said the order of events meant she was unable to send out a veto poll. Gianforte argued via a lawyer in court that the legislature should adopt new laws to address the loophole and a judge should not be the one to decide. But Menahan sided with the plaintiffs in the case who claimed the loophole wrongfully left lawmakers without their power to override a veto. Quote, this interpretation clarifies the constitutionally established procedures while ensuring each co-equal branch of government retains the ability to exercise its proper authority. State Senator Mike Lang, the multi-Republican who carried the bill, signaled hope for its future. Quote, I'm glad SB 442 has been restored to its proper legal status. It is a bipartisan bill that supports Montana values and benefits Montanans all over our great state and I encourage the Secretary of State to issue the veto override poll ASAP. The Montana Supreme Court, by a 5-2 decision, has ruled 
that the district court's opinion in favor of the plaintiffs in a widely regarded environmental case should still go into effect pending a final decision after the state requested a pause in the ruling. It's the state's second attempt at getting a pause. The defendants first requested a stay in the case from district court, but that was denied by Judge Kathy Seeley, who referred it to the Supreme Court, in part because the state did not demonstrate irreparable harm. The Supreme Court upheld the lower court's ruling, writing that the district court did not arbitrarily or exceed the bounds of reason. Justices Jim Rice and Dirk Sandifer disagreed with the court majority. Seeley originally ruled earlier this year in the Held v. Montana case that the state is violating the plaintiff's constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment by not accounting for greenhouse gas emissions and climate change impacts when granting permits under the Montana Environmental Policy Act. The Supreme Court's Tuesday ruling is not a final decision in the case, but an initial opinion before the full case is heard by the bench. The state's attorneys argued that practical complications would arise if the state agencies had to hastily implement methods for analyzing greenhouse gas emissions and that ordering a major change in the state regulatory system is beyond the court's authority. The Supreme Court wrote that the state did not explain why it believes it would be exceedingly burdensome to re-implement methods for greenhouse gas and climate impact analysis that it had previously done. The held case made international news this summer, and the decision was lauded as the first major judicial victory for climate change advocates. The National Weather Service has issued a blizzard warning for the Flathead and Mission Valleys, with total snow accumulations of up to 14 inches for Kalispell. Snowfall rates could be an inch an hour. Up to two feet of snow is possible near the mountain passes and around Glacier National Park. The heavy snow will be accompanied by wind gusts of 45 miles per hour. The Weather Service cautioned that whiteout conditions are likely making travel, quote, treacherous and potentially life-threatening. The Montana Judicial Standards Commission has brought a formal complaint against Judge Deborah Kim Christopher, a sitting judge in the 20th Judicial District, which covers Lake and Sanders counties, but not for the reason that led the court to remove a child custody case from her jurisdiction earlier this month. The three-page complaint filed with the Montana Supreme Court, which will ultimately oversee the case, charges Christopher with unexcused and unexplained absences, more than two dozen since 2021. Part of the complaint says that Christopher issued a notice when she became ill in April of 2022. She said that other judges from around the state would have, quote, jurisdiction over any matters requiring judicial action. But she failed to appear to give the Supreme Court adequate notice. It was not able to assign a judge to her case until May 12th of 2022, more than a month after she became ill. The complaint said she canceled as many as 19 days 
to hear updates on pending cases or to adjudicate new ones. The complaint also said Christopher canceled as many as 11 days in 2022, and that doesn't include 14 days that were covered by retired judges during her illness. It's the second time Christopher's work has been called into question by the state's highest court. In October, in what was described as a routine child custody case, Christopher abruptly awarded temporary custody to a father who had only seen his child four times in two years. She barred the mother from contact with the child. Christopher said she wanted to exercise the child's stress muscles. The Montana Supreme Court took control of the case, ordered the child back to the mother, and assigned the case to a different judge. Christopher was elected to the bench in 2000 after serving as a prosecutor. She was a captain in the U.S. Army's Judge Advocate General Corps during Operation Desert Storm. Montana's general population and its deer and elk hunters continue to grow more supportive of wolves. But when it comes to Montana's wolf regulations and hunting and trapping seasons, those opinions vary among the general population, different groups of hunters, and private landowners. That's according to a new survey. The University of Montana and Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has released the partial results of the 2023 Wolf Survey, which followed similar surveys in 2012 and 2017 to track how Montanans view wolves and wolf management in the state. The university and FWP sent the survey to 10,000 people in Montana, general residents, private landowners of at least 160 acres, deer or elk license holders, and wolf license holders. It asked the respondents to rate their tolerance on a scale from one to five, very intolerant to very tolerant, for wolves on the landscape in Montana. Alex Metcalf, an associate professor at UM and the author of the study, said the survey showed insight into Montana's feelings on wolves and wolf management. Quote, I think these results show that as Montanans have lived with wolves for the past 10 or more years, their attitude and tolerance towards wolves are increasing, but support for hunting and lethal control also remains high. The 2023 survey showed that among the general population, 74% said they were either very tolerant or tolerant of wolves, up from 50% in 2017 and up from 41% in 2012. The groups with wolf licenses showed the only decrease in tolerance for wolves. If you need to hear this report again, please check our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide. With listeners in now 53 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations in 33 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, 
King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.